This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. Good morning and welcome. My name is Sharon Mortensen. I serve as the chair of the committee that oversees the Community Health Improvement Plan for Midland County and also as president and CEO at Midland Area Community Foundation. And thanks for braving the weather and being with us today as we hear an update on our Community Health Improvement Plan. When we think about what's important to have a thriving community, which we all desire to have, it's the health and well-being of our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, our fellow citizens. And we're here today to talk about what we're doing to address some of the concerns and some of the successes that we've seen over the past year. But to give their greetings, I'd like to start, and we have the top elected officials for Midland County and the City of Midland with us today, to give their greetings to the group. So to start, we have Chairman uh, Mark Bone, Chair of the Midland County Board of Commissioners. So welcome, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for taking the time to uh, join us on this busy uh, and snowy day. And today we're going to give you a little update on the Midland County Health Improvement Plan. I'm Mark Bone, Chairman of the Midland County Board of Commissioners, and accompanying me is the Mayor, Maureen Donker. Um, we are delighted to welcome you, welcome you to this Community Health Improvement Plan update. It's a collaborative effort uh, amongst many community leaders and organizations. The mission of the Midland County Board of Commissioners includes protecting the health, welfare, and safety of the residents of our community and our employees. As a commissioner, I support our mission, but realize it cannot be accomplished by government alone. I appreciate the uh, commitment that the many entities that are part of the CHIP seeking to promote community welfare improve the quality of life for the Midland County residents. The CHIP was launched three years ago with an annual update to the community. Representatives are back this year to share successes, challenges, and discuss new priorities. At this point, I'd like to turn it over to the mayor, Maureen Donker. Um, thank you, Mark. And um, I would like to thank all of you also for being here today. Um, this is really a very important um, opportunity to hear what's going on in our community. On Monday, I was in my office. And if you saw my office, it really kind of looks like a bomb went off on it. And I, so I have committed to myself that I'm going to work on cleaning it up. And so I was working on this one pile of stuff and I came across this piece of paper because as I was, as I was to going through that process, I was thinking, what am I really gonna say when I see these folks on Wednesday? And this paper says, systems move in the directions of the questions they ask. This was the piece of paper that I had with me last year when I had the opportunity to welcome you here. I thought this was divine intervention. And it, <clears throat> so it really, um, help me know what I wanted to say, because it's so true. Communities move in the direction of the questions they ask. What is important to us? What is it that we need to be doing? So if you think about the CHIP and the work that they have been doing, they have been really focused on some of the most important things 
to our community. And I think it is a great example of what we do so well as a community, and that is work together. We work very hard to make sure we're not duplicating and that we're also leveraging everything we have available to us to get the best outcomes. So I want to say thank you to everyone who has worked on this incredible and very important project. And I am looking forward, I'm sure as all of you are, to hear what they have to tell us today. So thank you for being here. And we're, as the city, just know we're, we're very honored that we can host you here. So now to the important part of today's presentation. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. And thank you both. Appreciate you taking time and giving your greetings. I would like to invite our other elected officials that are here with us to please stand so we can recognize you for your service to our community. All right. So as you heard, this plan launched, launched in 2016. So here we are back again to tell you what have we done, what have we accomplished over the past year. And I do want to, to note that we really have worked very hard to come together, as Maureen talked about, that um, the African proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's what we've been working to do. And I think most of you know that sometimes working together, it's messy work. It's hard work. We come from different perspectives. We have to talk about our differences and then really focus on what we're trying to accomplish together. And that's what we've been able to do, I think, so beautifully as we've worked on this community health improvement plan. So let me tell you a little more about the group that's behind this. So the Health and Human Services Council promotes our community's welfare as, and improves the way that people connect with solutions. So this group meets on a monthly basis. We come together, we hear about what's happening in our community, and we look at ways that we can impact our community. I would like all of those that are members of Health and Human Services, just raise your hands so we can see who you all are in the audience. Thank you for all coming. They, they are helping to fill our audience today, you notice, <laughs> given the weather today. But um, yeah, thank you all for being here. And part of what Health and Human Services does is operates by these guiding principles. We believe that families have complex needs that cut across agency lines. So families, it's not just one agency that makes that difference. It's all of us working together. We also believe that collaborative solutions produce the best results. So when we work together, and this comes out of the work of, of um, the Stanford Review a number of years ago published an article on collective impact. And they talked about when you're working on a tough social issue, how do you move that issue forward? One organization alone can't do it. You have to bring people together to work on it as a group. And also that local people solve local problems. So we live in this community. We work in this community. We love this community. We raise our families in this community. And we come together because we care about this community. And we know that local people can help to bring the best solutions as we work together. So we have a picture of some of our um, illustrious faces up there on the screen. And we are, we are composed of 27 community leaders. And these really are across the spectrum. We have people representing health, schools, law enforcement, houses of worship, businesses, um, mental health, nonprofits, philanthropy. So really across the spectrum, we come together as we work on this. And so it was from the Health and Human Services Council that this work on our community health improvement plan began with a committee that's part of that council. So we focused on, I think as most of you are aware, four areas, later life quality, substance use disorder, 
uh, healthy weight and mental health. So those are the four areas that we focused on. We started with three and then we added mental health to it. These are still very critical areas in our community. And why do we care? Um, why do we care about this? Um, and in terms of what drove us to these specific areas that we're looking at today, well, we know that Melinda is aging. Um, happens to us every day, but um, by 2025, individuals that are over 60 will be about a third of our population compared with 22% back in 2015. So as a community, we want to make sure that we care for older adults that live in our community. And then we have a U.S. statistic here to look at, but our life expectancy as Americans has decreased to 78.6 years, largely due to drug overdose and death by suicide. So, you know, that's significant that we're seeing life expectancy decrease in our country with all of the wonderful advantages we have here. And it points to some of the things we need to address. And then also you see the statistic that in 2017, more than 70,000 people died of a drug overdose in the United States. That's the highest number on record. Um, that's something that we've got to change and that we're working <coughs> to change here in our community. We know that 33% of our population here in Midland County is obese. And that came from a health survey done specifically for Midland County. So that's something, again, that we want to change. And we also know that in 2017, again, looking at a national statistic here, that over 47,000 people in the United States died by suicide. That's a 33% increase since 1999. So that's not the kind of thing that we want to see. So that's what has driven these four areas that we're looking at here in our community that we're working to address. So we have a video that we prepared, and we did this as well last year because we think sometimes seeing a video can help to tell the story. So this is a five-minute video, and it touches on all four of these areas. So you're going to hear about later life quality, you're going to hear about healthy weight, you're going to hear about substance use disorder, and you're going to hear about mental health, and you're going to hear about it from individuals that really work very closely in these areas. So, so let's enjoy watching this video together here. professionals, uh, medical professionals, and mental health care professionals, trying to bridge that gap between them um, to be more effective when we respond to mental health crises and also develop relationships between those groups um, so that they're not working definitively in their own group and they're working together more as a team. It trained us and educated us both on um, how to respond to different things, um, how to de-escalate from certain situations, but also recognizing those situations, um, recognizing when somebody is in a mental health crisis, um, some of the signs and symptoms of those things, and then they talked about de-escalation, different things that we can do for those different crises. Within just a couple weeks after that training, um, one of the situations I had responded to was it was a civil matter. Um, a woman had broken up with her boyfriend that she had lived with and she had come to pick up a ring. Um, talking with her, I could tell there was something not quite right or that she was dealing with something. Um, and the training helps me recognize that and think I need to make her take a little more time with people. Um, and I talked to her for quite an extensive time and come to find out she was going through depression. Um, she had been suicidal recently and we were able to work with her uh, to uh, establish a meeting with community mental health that day right there um, and start working on those problems rather than just getting the ring and just doing the, the law enforcement approach. It was more of a team effort to try and get her the help that she needed. Basically we work uh, to present to the community 
how, um, what Narcan is, how to use it, and where they can receive it. Um, in 2016, the law changed that allowed that you could walk into any pharmacy uh, and request Narcan without a prescription and the pharmacist was then able to dispense it to you. In fact, I think of Narcan kind of like uh, a family fire extinguisher, something we'd hope never to use, but may, you know, in this day and age, unfortunately, may want to have on hand. Um, simply, if, if a child were to get into a, a, a pill bottle, if you were to forget that you took a dose and you took another another one, if you're on these type of medications, as well as in the in the large addiction um, world as well, kind of thing. We are lucky here in Midland County the fact that they um, all officers carry Narcan with them. There have been unfortunately multiple calls of of overdose um, at at whether at a, at a party or whatnot. So the police have been there. They're able to all uh, able to administer it because a lot of times the police may be able to get there faster than even a paramedic who also carry Narcan. They have been able to deliver the dose and have brought multiple patients back. It's also worked well with some of our programs like Hope Not Handcuffs that some of these patients that have, have had this experience, an unfortunate experience, then may be um, ready to get help. There are multiple stories out there where it may not have been the, the first time that Narcan was used on a patient, but it was the third time and then they realized that they, that they wanted to get help. So the Midland Farmers Market is located right downtown at the foot of the Tritch at the end of Ashman. Uh, we've we're not even sure how long it's been going, over 60 years um, in the current location. We, uh, for at least the last five years, have had over uh, upwards of 100 and over that as far as quantity of vendors. Um, a nice, diverse market, mostly focused on agra business and consumables. We actually have a, a financial institution partner who is able to help us um, accept the bridge card, which is SNAP, uh, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Um, and including that, we're able, uh, via grant, to offer double up food box so that those who are receiving um, SNAP benefits can also get an additional $20 per market day to purchase fresh fruits and vegetables. For 2019, we open on the 4th of May and we will be both um, Saturdays and Wednesdays from 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. There's a number of exercise classes offered at Senior Services and uh, the one that I took was the Bone Saver class and that emphasizes strength because we use free weights but also emphasizes um, flexibility. We do a lot of stretching and um, I choose to make it a balance class because I do most of the exercises without holding onto a chair and, and so I have to balance on one leg while I'm lifting the other one to do some of those exercises. And I have found that I have maintained my strength. I am a senior and um, very active and um, really value that class. It can um, not only keep me strong and healthy, but um, classes like that can be a wonderful support system. Everyone knows you and cares and um, checks in on you, which keeps you coming all the time. gone on in the different areas and now we're going to give you an update from each of those areas about some of our achievements our successes and what we're working on and first up to talk about later life quality we have Charlie Schwedler who is the executive director for senior services so welcome 
this is kind of a scary little group here. <laughs> I didn't realize from up here. Uh, thank you very much and, uh, and welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, as you can see, we had uh, two, two areas that we've been working on for the last few years. And uh, really, and you're going to be hearing some more about this coming up, uh, these were really based on the senior asset survey that was taken and in uh, some needs that were, were very, very uh, um, uh, needed at the time and still are, quite frankly. So the first was uh, the advanced care planning. One of the things that we're finding out is that folks just don't think about these kinds of things until they have to think about these kinds of things, and then sometimes it's a little late to be thinking about these things. So we have, with uh, great help, uh, uh, with um, um, Mid-Michigan Medical Center Midland uh, and, uh, and the folks over there, and uh, they actually uh, put this in their, in their portal so that it is absolutely a question that uh, are asked of older adults and, the, and folks that care for them. And so we have uh, really worked on that as well. And so the other is, is to reduce falls. You saw in our, our video Marlene talking about you know, balance and those kinds of things. As you know, as, as I'm sure you know, and, and many people have gone through this with, with a, uh, uh, someone they care for, falls can be devastating. Uh, not can be, usually are devastating to older adults. So fall prevention is a, is a big, big point of this. So, uh, the, you know, I could go through the accomplishments here. You can read those, but one of the things that I would really like uh, to point out is that this has become, I, I would use the word institutionalized. Uh, we, uh, we, this is what we do. We, we are constantly talking to people about advanced care planning. In fact, all of senior services uh, has been through that training, every employee. So it's not just when you're getting older, it is actually sometimes it's better to be even when it's younger. Uh, so we need to move on, I guess. So we have the accomplishments there. And then for this coming year, uh, we are talking about several things that, uh, again, have been pointed out to us by uh, the uh, uh, asset survey, which we are going to be doing again. We're going to create a smooth transition for older adults from healthcare facility uh, or, or assist, uh, back to home or assisted living. It's been a big issue. We want to talk about that quite a bit. We're going to re uh, reduce the feeling of isolation in older adults. That is something uh, we're working on. Obviously, we're working with the Mid-Michigan Medical Center on that as well. Uh, protect and serve older adults. Uh, this is a, a function of MCVAN, the Midland County Vulnerable Adult um, uh, Network. Uh, several of you are in that and we're working really hard and part of that also will be uh, the education of older adults, their caregivers and professionals that work with older adults uh, and their caregivers. So we're working hard on those. Uh, we won't be talking so much about advanced care planning and balance in the future, but remember that is going to be uh, an ongoing process. So that is uh, later uh, in life and so I would now like to introduce Sam Price from 1016 and Jennifer Hieronima from the Legacy Center. Thanks, Charlie. So the three questions that we have been uh, addressing over the last uh, several years have really been, how do we stop people from overdosing fatally from their opiate dependency? 
How do we get more of those individuals actually engaged in the treatment and recovery process? And how do we help our young people and the people that care for them understand the risks and the dangers that come with uh, e-cigarettes and vaping and those kinds of things? And that's what we've been addressing on. What I'm pleased to say to just kind of reinforce uh, what Katie was saying in the video is that we've trained over 120 people in our community on how to administer Narcan. Uh, and we've actually had our first reported use of a, a person in the community, not a first responder, using that in an episode just within the last couple of weeks. So that has had a direct uh, payoff and application. And we've taken that training really across the county. It's not everybody come to here. We've been in Sanford. We've been in Mills Township. Our next one is on February 7th um, at the West Midland Family Center. So we're taking it out, making it available to everyone. Second area is in the launching of Hope Non-Handcuffs through um, FAN and through law enforcement and through the treatment providers. That's where anyone in the community can go to law, local law enforcement and just say, hey, I need help. Can you help me get plugged in? Can you get me connected to a detox facility, a residential facility, something to be able to kind of change the direction of my life because I can't live this any way anymore. And lastly, uh, we would highlight our um, Fresh Start collaborative with uh, Midland County uh, through the Mosquito Control where they actually started employing some of our uh, people who are engaged in the recovery process and giving them some seasonal employment so they can start building um, their new life. We started with two uh, shared employees last year. It went so well last summer that the county expanded that to work with four uh, folks that are in uh, the recovery process. And Jen has some other things. Yeah, to I can share. add a few things um, related to opiates as well. One is the partnership that we have with Mid Michigan Health for academic detailing of their physicians. So, all physicians who are in the Mid Michigan Physicians Group have been trained on, they have an opioid toolkit, the new laws that went into effect last June, lots of other things going on there. And there's a, a fantastic amount of efforts happening within Mid Michigan. The other thing we're continuing to do that we started last school year was to um, work with high school students. Um, we've done really well getting into all the health and wellness classes at every school district we have, as well as athletes. We, we targeted athletes because they get hurt and there's certainly the probability that they could be prescribed an opiate and we want to make sure that they, their parents, their coaches know what to do in a situation like that and how to handle it. One of the other things that we've started to do is um, talk to administrators at schools uh, about e-cigarettes. It's become, we knew this a couple years ago that it was an issue, but it's hit the national news. And so now people are starting to really pay attention. So we've, we've trained hundreds of people on e-cigarettes at the school level this year. We're working on um, uh, going to the kids here shortly. The other thing we've done that took up the majority of the last year is marijuana. With it being on the ballot proposal to legalize um, this year, um, we worked on educating our community. We worked with other communities in our area. We partnered with 1016 on uh, so many presentations and things just to educate people because it's a complicated issue. And it took a lot of work to get it to the point where people were even listening to us. Um, and so that took up a fair amount of our last year. Uh, so, yes. So then we can move on to what's going on in the future. What are we going to do in 20, or 2019? We met yesterday with a pretty great group of folks. Sam and I were commenting this morning about what a fantastic group it was that was all engaged. There were 13 to 15 of us in a room talking about, okay, so this is what we've accomplished. Brush yourself off. Let's see what we need to keep working on and, and, and start anew. Uh, so it was a fabulous conversation. You know, in the areas of e-cigarettes, we've just begun this effort. Um, and we're working very hard on that. Now that uh, marijuana has become legalized for recreational use, what's next? How do we address that with our kids and our parents and, 
and things like that. And certainly continuing on with the opiate issue, it hasn't gone away. We are seeing indicators that are telling us we're doing the right things. We are having an impact, but by no means is this over. Is there anything else that I forgot that we? That's the big picture. There's a, there's a lot, there's a lot. So, so now we'll uh, introduce Stephanie Leifritz from Mid-Michigan Medical Oops. Center in Midland. Thank you both, and I certainly appreciated participating in the Narcan program that we had at the hospital so I could see live some of the good work that you've been doing. So, um, hello everybody, so glad to be here today. Um, my area, um, the priority that I speak to is healthy weight, and um, there's just one overall goal, and it's really to increase activity levels, improve nutrition for children and adults. We want to reach everybody, and it's a really big um, task. It actually is a really big task when you look at it. Um, I know Sharon shared the, the statistic with you that um, we had 36% of adults actually in our survey reported being obese, but what we really need to know that beyond that, um, 34 additional people reported being overweight. And so when you add those two together, if my math is correct, we have 70% of our people, um, our adults actually in our community who are overweight. And that puts everybody at risk because the people who are overweight are on a timeline to maybe become obese. So that really is disturbing to me. And now that we have um, the opportunity to use our medical record system to track BMIs and um, the percentages for children, those are really up there as well. So um, we really do have um, a lot of work to do. And you know, we, we can measure those BMIs as time goes on now that we do have the opportunity to use a medical record system. So. Um, <clears throat> We do want to reach everybody. So we, we have had some really good accomplishments as well. And um, I would speak to what Maureen was talking about as well. We're in a position to say, what's next and what more can we do? Because we also live in a community that provides a lot of opportunity for activity and healthy eating. And we just have to engage more people and um, provide more projects. So for instance, we continue programs like I see Kevin here from um, Greater Midland. We have the Wellness Advocate Program for the hospital. And he doesn't even know that I've just worked with the physicians recently to see how they can refer more people to that program because that's still going. So our, our, our past efforts we continue to work on, but um, we want to move forward. So we gained another champion last year, and um, thanks to Emily Lyons, who you saw in the video, we are partnering with the Midland Business Alliance, and we're gonna do more with the, um, the farmer's market we'll, um, um, with our goals next year, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. And the diabetes prevention program, that's been a long um, process for us as well. We've had um, grant funding to be able to provide um, the virtual diabetes prevention program and an in-person diabetes prevention program to about 140 people, but it's all been grant funded. And I am proud to report that the hospital has gained certification from the CDC to become a provider of the um, DPP program for Medicare reimbursement. So that's very good news and we're building the processes for that to happen so we can reach more people. And the Lions Club just recently um, um, got a grant, an international grant, will they be able to provide us some funding for more people to receive the virtual program as well with that grant funding. So that will continue. Um, and then just that overall number four, there were overall increased program attendance numbers for the programs within our community for children, adults, and older adults. And that's really good to know that we, we actually partner together and we, um, we actually um, um, support each other's programs as well. So I have numbers from the senior centers, but it doesn't look like I have time to talk about them. 
Um, so we have plans for 2019. We're zeroing in on a couple other projects, um, continuing all the other um, programs that we've had. Um, there's a plot to play program with thanks to Saginaw Valley State University. They have a toolkit um, that was developed for um, middle, I'm sorry, for grade school and middle school children. And our intent is to take that toolkit to the schools. They can use it in conjunction with um, some of the schools do have um, gardens for their students. And it's a curriculum that has um, programs like the difference between um, junk food and healthy food and, and different recipes that the children can um, participate in. And then we're working with the Farmers Market and the Business Alliance for a Prescription for Health Program and also MSU Extension and the Health Department. And the aim is to increase the fruit and vegetable consumption for people who are underserved. And we, they actually get um, coins that they can take to the farmer's market to purchase those items um, with some health education. And that's kind of how they earn the, the coins. And we want to enroll at least 100 people in that program this year and grow it. And we'll be able to track their BMI and their A1C results as well. And there's also a Healthy Town um, Everywhere initiative, and the health department's really interested in this. It's a program that's supported um, by a mini grant from Oakland University for fitness, nutrition, and there's actually medical teams that get together and they collaborate with schools and then the resident and medical school programs, which we will help to provide. And they have activities like a walk um, with your doc component. I don't know if you guys ever remember the run or walk with your doc for the Dow Run Walk. It's kind of that, that component along with grocery store tools, tours. And there's actually even a health fair um, that um, we really focus on like K, um, kindergarten through fifth grade students. So we plan to pilot that with Pullman schools this year. And would I take like 10 minutes? Okay, sorry. I'm really sorry about that. I'm very pleased to introduce Dina Mason, and I hope I didn't take time away from her. Um, Dina is the um, program manager for community mental health for Central Michigan. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm so honored to represent a number of community partnerships um, and stakeholder groups that are working on addressing um, the priority area dedicated to mental health. Um, we have actually six work groups devoted to this priority area. We have one that is uh, focused on creating information and access to referral sources for mental health providers in Midland through, through a central online location, a mental health portal powered by 211. And we'll share that website information with you at the end of the presentation today. Another priority under mental health is making sure that professionals, especially mental health and health professionals in our community, are trained on suicide prevention. And under jail diversion, you saw the, the law enforcement officer share his experience with the uh, crisis intervention team training. This uh, group is dedicated to assuring that individuals who are coming in contact with law enforcement who have mental health or intellectual and developmental disabilities are, are referred to mental health service providers. Also, uh, increasing mental health services in our schools making sure that we are uh, providing information to the public through the media outlets to raise awareness and communication about mental health concerns, and uh, a council that's dedicated to researching to see if our efforts are being effective. So, 
We have had so many accomplishments over the last year. Um, I'm going to highlight just one from each of these areas. Uh, MyHopePortal.com was launched in February. It is a comprehensive uh, source of information and uh, access to mental health provider information powered by 211. A study was completed in 2008 that shows that people are going to the site, accessing the information, and it is being effective. We have uh, provided, through uh, collaborative efforts, training to over 250 people that live or work in Midland on how to assess and manage suicide risk. We've provided the training to law enforcement on de-escalation and mental health, and um, that was done in May. And there's work being done in all four school districts in Midland on implementing social-emotional uh, learning curriculum in all of our schools to all of our students. There's been several uh, articles in the Midland Daily News about uh, mental health presentations and mental health topics over the last year and the HOPE portal and a number of studies completed on evaluating the work that we've done. One of the studies was uh, related to the opiate education program, related to the high school students that uh, Jen spoke about, evaluating the HOPE portal and a cognitive behavioral therapy app and a pilot study regarding financial education for drug court participants and a study related to loneliness in Midland. We've accomplished a lot, but we still have some work to do. So um, our plans for 2019 are to expand My Hope Portal to other counties that are under the Northeast um, Michigan 211 region. We, we've heard from a number of local, regional um, stakeholders that they would love to have this available to their residents as well. We're going to continue to provide suicide prevention training uh, to our Midland uh, therapists, continue to train teachers and school professionals and students on topics related to mental health stigma and um, wellness, continue to encourage uh, media opportunities to provide the community with education and information about mental health issues, and uh, we're going to take our research council and redefine that to include individuals who are um, in their own process of recovering from mental health issues and concerns and their supporters. And Sharon's going to share what you can do to um, help with some of our efforts. Great. Thanks, Dina. And as you can see, there's an amazing amount of work that's happened in our community. We can all feel very proud of the emphasis, both from all the individuals that are involved in these different groups from Health and Human Services Council and from the community as a whole to support this effort. But as you heard, there's certainly more work to be done and a lot that we need to continue to address. But what can you do? So as you're hearing this today, what can you do? One of the things we encourage you to do is to go to our website, which is healthymidland.org. And on there, there are a number of resources. So if you're looking for services for older adults, you can find information there. If you're looking for information on 
um, suicide prevention training, and most importantly, there is a, another health survey, yet another survey, but this is one we do every four years, and we ask for your help with this because we're looking to see how did we do um, we've measured, obviously, some things, as you heard in the presentation, but there are others that we'd like to measure. So we need to hear from all of you, and we'd ask that you complete the survey. Also, if you're affiliated with any groups, um, your organizations, your workplaces, um, clubs you may be a part of, please forward this to them so they can complete that health survey. We want to hear from as many as possible in our community so we can see and, and better measure our progress and also are there areas that we need to focus on that maybe aren't showing up right now. So we need your help with that. We also encourage you to, of course, eat healthy and move more. And um, we want you to be aware of and go to and promote the HOPE portal. So if there's someone you know that's struggling with mental health issues, or if you're having a challenge in your life and you're wondering, what should I do? Go to that HOPE portal and use that for assistance and for help. So we really encourage you to take advantage of that. And again, um, yeah, visit our website, complete that. And that concludes what we wanted to share with you. But I did want to open it up for questions from the group, and I may pull some of my colleagues back up here to talk about um, different areas depending on your questions. So what questions do you have or what would you like to hear a little bit more about this morning? No questions. We did a great job. <laughs> um, but I would invite, if you would like to visit with any of us afterward, if you have other thoughts or ideas, we certainly would welcome those. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks for hearing about our Community Health Improvement Plan, hearing this update, for joining us today. And thanks for all the efforts that you expend on a daily basis to help our community. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov. MCTV.